Do you want to change your behaviors with men? I'm coming in hot, hot, hot. <laughs> yeah, I'm asking you that question. Do you want to change your behaviors with men? Do you know how to start the changing of those behaviors? I want you to think about those two questions as you're listening to this episode. And once you complete the task of listening to this episode, I want you to do me a favor and I want you to send me a message on Instagram or you can email me, um, Twitter, Facebook, all of those links will be in the show notes because I want to make sure that what you're getting from these episodes is what I want you to get from the episode or if maybe you need me to explain something in more detail to you, I would love to hear from you as well. Listen, it helps me as a motivational speaker and a podcast host, okay? All right, so go ahead and listen to this episode, bonus episode, by the way, and I say that because, as you know, I usually drop on Thursdays, but I'm starting a series this week. It's gonna be a five-day series, yep, all this week, in this title. <clears throat> Cliches in dating that are holding us back. Yeah, what we hear from the church, society, men, social media, a lot of cliches that I'm like, oh, that is holding you back, sis. Because you are a faith-based Black woman. And sometimes, and I'm going to be talking about me as well, okay, we are too spiritual for our own good. Yeah, because we grew up in the church, we believe in God. I think that we are too spiritual for our own good, that we take the responsibility out of dating. We take the onus off of us when it comes to dating. Yeah, I'm going to go into more detail about what that means in this episode, okay? So welcome to day one. It is a series. <laughs> it's like my evil lab because I can't wait for the rest of the week. Enjoy the episode after the intro, of course. Welcome to my party. That's how we do around here. This is Single You, the podcast. I am your host, Rika. And I, I'm an NLP certified life coach and also the founder of Single You Academy. That is my online coaching program. You know what I do? I help the ambitious millennial single woman discover her worth. That means you. So that you, girl, can stop tying your worth and identity to men and stop being a man pleaser. So if you are a woman who is sick of having an unsuccessful single life, if you are sick of the revolving door of dysfunctional relationships, listen, they may have a different name, but it's the same type of relationship. Or you're doing the tug of war back and forth with the same guy and you're sick of that. 
You want better when it comes to men and setting boundaries, knowing yourself, understanding your worth and what makes a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship. Yeah, I'm willing to bet nobody has ever had that conversation with you. But listen, I'm not here to judge. I have an abusive ex and an ex that cost me $10,000. Yeah, stick around, listen to the podcast enough and you will hear those stories. All right, so you've come to the right place if you need to hear that singleness is not a punishment and that you are worthy regardless of your relationship status. Yeah, I'm a certified life coach, but I will tell you this. I am no expert. I just learned a few things that I would like to teach you as well. You know, as Maya Angelou says, once you learn, you teach. And when you know better, you do better. So now that I'm doing better, I am reaching back out for you, girl. Here's my hand. Grab it. So thank you and welcome. You're in the right place. I got you if you got you. This is Single You, the podcast. Hey, thanks for being here. Now let's go ahead and get into the episode. So today's cliche, right, that you hear in these dating streets, that you hear in these social media streets, that you hear people say to you. Um, and if you are, um, I'm speaking to faith-based women as well. So you grew up in the church, you have some kind of um, religious affiliate, um, what have you. So here we go. Cliche. Cliche one for day one. How many times have you heard, he who finds a wife finds a good thing? He who finds a wife finds a good thing. That's one of the cliches that we hear growing up in this society, especially as faith-based women of color. Uh, and society tells us that. And social media, well, girl, he gonna find you because you good and this and that or whatever. And then we also hear this cliche of when he knows, he just gonna know. He gonna know on site that your wife, right? And I think this idea of he who finds a wife finds a good thing, it, it makes us rush into relationships because we want that fantasy. Well, he found me. I'm his wife, which means I'm a good thing. And I knew that I was a good woman. And yay, he picked me, right? So we get in the space of fantasy land and we're going to go deeper into it. This video is going to be about maybe 15 minutes. I'm going to go a little bit deeper of everything that I mean, but I just want to do the setup, okay? And I also think that the when a man knows, he knows beliefs puts us in a space of like trying to prove we're a good woman. So you should pick me because we are dating in this space of, I want to be picked. I need to be picked to feel whole because society told me, religion told me that he who finds a wife finds a good thing. So then when you're single and he hasn't found you, you believe, well, then I must not be a good thing. And if you're not confident in your singleness, you are going to move in the space of trying to prove yourself to him. Look at me. Look what I can do. You're performing. Because in your mind, you're like, well, I know that I'm a good woman. So see me as such. So pick me. Or it's like, why don't you see me as such? And why aren't you picking me? Why aren't you, you want to like shake him? Like, why aren't you giving me this relationship that I want? Don't you see me as a good woman? What's wrong with you, dude? Which then, because you have that mindset, that singleness has you in this waiting period, that somehow you are now not good because you're 35 and you're not married. 
And so your thought process is I am not good because he has not found me yet, which causes you to settle and dating from a space of what can I do? Performing. What can I do to make him finally put a ring on this finger like everybody else? Because you're watching all of your friends get married. By the way, I'm 38, single, happily single, confident in my singleness, um, and no kids. And I am an NLP certified life coach. I just wanted to throw that out there as well, just in case you're new to my platform, okay? So I'm certified um, in neuro-linguistic programming, and I've been studying relationships and singleness and how I can help you be confident in your singleness since I got out of my um, emotionally abusive relationship in 2017. And I actually have an example from that relationship that I'm going to share here really quick um, in, in a few minutes to um, also kind of uh, uh, put in the conversation about what I'm talking about. But so you're in the space of dating from a seat of okay, well, I thought I was a good woman, but now I'm 38 and 42. And I'm not married, but they told me who he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Oh my God, what is wrong with me now that I'm single and I'm 35, something must be wrong with me. So now you begin to settle. And again, you're in the space of tap dancing and performing for him. What can I do for him so that he will finally pick me? Instead of the space you should be in, which is, do I actually even like him? Do I like him? And in the space of data collection, because to me, dating is data collection. But you are rushing the process because you have all of the butterflies and you're in this fantasy and your vagina is like, oh, my God, he's so fine. And he will do because I don't want to show up at the next barbecue with my family and my older auntie asked me where my man at. So it is just better to be in a situationship and be with somebody than to be single. That's your thought press process because you're not confident in your singleness and you think that you are unworthy because you're single and you're 35, because you're single and you're 38, because you're single and you're 42. Okay. So for example, I just mentioned my, the relationship that I was in. And at the time, I did not know that I was in an emotionally abusive relationship. It took me getting out of that relationship and then looking back and then going on a true journey of self-love and self-worth, okay? So I was in this relationship from 2015 to 2017. And one of the things that I did because I had this thought process of I need to hurry up and get the guy because that's the goal in life. So I had that this thought process. And unfortunately, um, there was a... a um, so we were in a, let me start from the beginning and I'm going to say the footnotes of this, um, this story, but we were in a long distance relationship and I went down to Atlanta to visit him and I'm from Seattle, go Hawks all day, even though we lost yesterday. <laughs> That's okay. Russell Wilson's still my quarterback. Um, but anyway, so I flew down there and I was like, hey, I'm going to you know, visit him at work. I thought I'd be the good girlfriend and go visit him at work. And he was a security guard at that time. And um, when we got to his place of work, he literally said to me, and this is about a year in into the relationship. He literally said to me, I want you to go sit at the bar so I can watch you and see how you turn down men. 
Now, here's a little bit more of a backstory of this relationship. Like I said, at that point, we were about a year in. And the thing about uh, emotional manipulation is um, you don't know that you are being emotionally manipulated and narcissism when you've never done the work or you don't even know what that means. So when it's happening to you in real time, I was not able to catch it. Okay. Um, especially if you grew up, um, and what they told you was, you know, basically abuse is if he's hitting you, right? So physical abuse, you know, to walk away from, but you don't know really what manipulation and narcissism and, um, you know, you don't know the difference between healthy, hard versus dysfunctional. You don't know those things. So in between the years of 2015 and 2017, I didn't know what that meant. I was not part of that world. I did not have the language. I didn't know what was going on. And so part of the emotional manipulation that he put me through was that he would always accuse me of cheating and that he couldn't trust me. Um, and so there was always those kind of digs at my character. And I began to think like, well, maybe I am untrustworthy and maybe I do need to do these things and kind of craft myself in a way that made him feel more comfortable um, instead of learning how to set and keep my own boundaries. And what I truly believed was I knew I wasn't a cheater. I ain't never cheated on nobody in my life. Why was I allowing him <laughs> to define me? OK. Um, and so when you're in a situation like that, when a guy tells you, um, you know, go sit at the bar so I can watch you and what have you, um, I did it. Because like I said, I was in this space of, I am a good woman. So let me perform for you to show you that. So then you can finally pick me so I can finally get this ring on my finger. So all of my older aunties and cousins and whatnot can stop asking me, when was your man at? When are you getting married? Where are your kids? Because society teaches us, especially as faith-based black women, that the goal in life is for you to serve a good, get you a good black man, have you some black ashy babies. And that is the goal. And so I was constantly trying to fit a square peg in a round hole, whatever that saying is, and minimizing myself and tap dancing and trying to prove to him, look at me, you should pick me because aren't I so great? Because what happens with us, especially as black women, we are such high performers. In our professional life, we're rising up the ranks. We're going to invest in ourselves. We're going to go back and get that degree. We're going to do whatever it is we can to be whatever it is we want to be um, in our professional life, right? And so we're doing all of these good things over here. And we're like, look at this. I own my house. I'm paying my bills. I'm this kind of woman. And so then when you're single, you're like, but why am I single? So there must be something wrong with me. Because on the professional side, I have it together, but I don't on the, my love life side and I desire a husband and I just, oh my God. And so that thought process, again, makes you settle. It makes you settle. Look around you. What are your relationships with men show you about you? If you actually sit and think the last guy you dated, the situationship you're in now, or maybe even you are divorced and you're like that marriage that I had was trash. Why was it? What red flags did you pass up? Because you were trying to get this goal in life, okay? Of being married and having that white picket fence lifestyle that they parade around us like this is the only way for you to get the joy that you actually want out of life, which is not true. It's not true. You can be a confident, joyful, single woman. You can. Who desires a husband and date from that space. 
And see, at that time, because that, that's the thought process I had, I kind of let him set the tone and the rules of the relationship because I thought that's, well, they said men should lead, so I got to listen to what he says and whatnot. So I let him set the tone of the relationship. Is this resonating with anybody? I see a few people watching. I would love for you to comment below. Is this resonating with you? You can literally just type yes. Um, what up, Nikki? I see you agree. You can type yes. Is this resonating for you? Do you feel like you have um, the kind of the same story? Um, I would love to know in the comments to make sure that we are on track. Okay. All right. Okay. So unfortunately, when you let him set the tone of the relationship, the rules of the relationship, when you are constantly settling, that means you are pushing away um, red flags. You're passing up those red flags, shading them with potential. You're also walking on eggshells for him, right? Like I said, that's what I was doing in my relationship. Trusting he would change too, because I would bring stuff up like, I just don't know if this is okay. And I didn't like that. And I would speak up for myself sometimes. And then he would apologize and sometimes even cry, which narcissism at its best. And so then I would trust his apology, which was just words. And now I know the only apology I accept is change behavior. If I give you a second chance, most of the times now at the red flag, I'll be like, I'm out. And the side effect of that is losing yourself. That's the worst side effect because you began to lose yourself and you don't even know where you begin, where he ends. What is we like now we just intertwine and all of these emotions and you're leading with emotion. And so I had to overcome that, overcome the not using my voice, the not learning how to like set and keep a boundary. And the difference is I think us, especially as black women, as high performing black women, we can set a boundary. But when he's coming by smelling all good and he's fine, we don't know how to keep it. And we feel like, oh, but I love him and we're all in our feelings. We don't know how to keep it. Because you can say all of the things that you want and don't want in this, but once you actually like him, you don't know how to keep that boundary. And so I had to overcome that. And once I did, so in 2017, I went on the journey of healing myself from that relationship because I could not believe me. <laughs> I thought I was a smart woman. I let myself, I allowed myself to be in that relationship. Do you see what I said there? I allowed myself to be in that relationship. I did not blame him for all of the things that he did to me. I went on a journey to figure out me. Now, why can't he? Why didn't he? All men are this. and mm -mm. I didn't do that. I went on a journey for me. And now it's what? September of 2020. And guess what? I have confidence in my singleness. And I'm confident in my decision making in my singleness. And I'm not swayed by social media, the cliches. I'm not swayed by men. I'm not swayed by relatives. I don't care what other people think relationships should be like and how I should act as a single woman. For instance, people hate that I say I will not date men with kids, especially them little kids. I'm cool. I don't have kids. I don't want to. Now I have my reasons why. I know who, I'm, who I am deeper than my favorite color is blue because there's a difference. I think a lot of you think you know who you are. Well, I like blue. I like my favorite ice cream is Rocky Road. I like long walks on the beach. I'm a high performer in my professional life. I got this and that and the. 
but you have no idea what your triggers are. You have no idea why you want the things that you want, why you don't want the things that you want, things that you have to watch out for in yourself that you don't like. That's a big one. I'm going to tell you this. So this is what I mean by knowing yourself deeper than your favorite color is blue. Here's one example from myself. And I'm sure throughout this week and, and, and through the next three weeks, I'll, I'll explain more. I just want these videos to be kind of short. And I feel like I'm already, I'm already at 17 minutes, so I got to go. But here is one of the things that I discovered about myself being on this true love journey. Now that I date from the seat of knowing that no man validates my existence, that I am worthy regardless of my relationship status. I learned that I don't have trust issues. I think a lot of women do. And, and, and listen, this is coming from a woman who has been cheated on left and right, but I don't have trust issues. I actually have, do you like me issues? Meaning if I'm not careful, I will begin to perform for a man trying to prove that I'm a good woman instead of staying in the space of, do I actually even like him? I don't care about if he likes me or not. I'm a Rika. Do I actually even like him? And while I'm dating, I'm going to be data collecting and slow down the process and not pass up red flags and not believe in potential. So I don't like that about myself. But that's something that I have to make sure when I'm in this dating world, as I am now, to constantly stay in the space of do I actually like him? So that's why I say, what up, Thomas? How's California? I love you so much. And we've never even met, but I feel like you're like my little brother in my head. Hey, boo. So that's what I'm saying. When you are saying things like, oh, yeah, I know who I am, because you think you would because you spend time with you, but you don't actually ask yourself enough questions. Why am I like this? Why do I do the things that I do? Why do I allow men to walk all over me? And so that's one of the things I don't like about myself. And that's a trigger. So now that I'm kind of literally dipping my toe in the dating pool a little bit. That came up and I was like, oh, oh, Rika's performing. No, nope, no, we're not going to do that because that's what the journey of self-love is right now. If you've never been on a self-love journey and it's deeper than getting massages every month and going to brunches with your girlfriends, it's deeper than that. And once you go on that self-love journey, you're never going to arrive at perfection. You will always strive to be better. So now I'm able to see when I'm in that space of, does he like me? Let me perform so he'll like me. And then I'm able to bounce back quicker and not judge myself. And then have the confidence to speak up if I need to, or the confidence to just, you know, kind of back away. And so that's where I'm at right now. I've done the journey. And I'm going to, and the journey continues, but now I'm at a space where I can bounce back quicker because I'm confident in my singleness. Okay. So confident in my singleness. Hmm. All right. So that concludes today's um, lesson in the series of cliches in dating that are holding us back. Today's day one of day five tomorrow's topic. And um, it's going to be another cliche. And the cliche is love conquers all. I don't believe that BS. And I believe that you believing in that BS is at your detriment. And we'll talk about it tomorrow. Okay. All right. I'm going to leave you with two questions. Today's topic was, as you know, just because he hasn't found you yet 
doesn't mean you aren't a good woman. You're not a failure because you're single. You're not a failure if that situationship you're in now doesn't last. You're not a failure. And so that was today's topic. And I want to ask you these two questions in that lane. Why do you think you are a failure because you don't have a man? Why do you think you aren't a good woman because you don't have a man? Those words are interchangeable, failure, good woman. Why do you think that? Who did you learn that from? Question number two, why do you feel you are a failure because you don't have a man? Why do you feel you aren't a good woman because you don't have a man? So I want you to think, why do you think that? Who taught you that? And also, why do you feel that? Because sometimes it's two different things, thinking and feeling. So again, you are a woman of color, high-performing, professional woman whose love life dysfunctional. It's trash. You are frustrated. You're a loyal woman, which has left you frustrated. And so maybe you're divorced and you don't want to go through that kind of relationship again. And you want to know sooner rather than later if a guy that you're dating is for you because you're like, I, mm -mm, I'm not doing that again. I'm talking to you. Or maybe you're in a situationship and you're like, oh, I, I don't want to break up with him because I don't know if that's right. Is leaving right? Is keeping um, trying to figure it out right? How do I know if he's for me or not? Would I be making the right decision if I leave or stay? How do I navigate my way out of this if I'm going to stay? I'm talking to you. This message was for you. If you took anything away from this video, and maybe you want me to go deeper, clarify, or you just want to say, this is what I took from it. Actually, let me ask you this. Did you take something from this video? Will you send me a message? Because that, that, that means you are helping me continue the course, or maybe I need to say something differently or whatever. You're just going to help me um, as a speaker, as a motivational speaker, as the single girl's life coach, kind of hone in better on what I'm saying. So either you'll say, you know, this is what I got from it, or this is what I learned from it, whatever. Just send me a DM and we can have a conversation. I would just like to hear from you if this resonated with you and you took something away from this video, okay? My DM is always open to women. Don't hesitate. Consider me your homegirl in your head. Again, it's Rika. And if you need to reach out to me, listen, don't hesitate. It's not going to be weird on Twitter and on Instagram. I am just me, Rika. That's R-E-K-A. And I'm going to put my Twitter, Instagram, and email in the show notes, okay? You can also join me over in my private Facebook group titled Singleness is Not a Punishment. I mean, come on, who am I? <laughs> you know my tagline? That's my private Facebook group. The link will also be in the show notes. Now, if I said something that resonated with you and really helped you, please share this podcast with a friend because sharing is caring and you shouldn't be sitting on all this good information. So share it with your homegirl, okay? Or your homeboy. <laughs> 
please do that. Also, don't forget to subscribe, and then you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop. And if you have time, can you do me a favor? It'll help me out as a small business owner and a podcaster. Will you leave a rating on this episode? All you got to do is say that you liked it, or you can even type out what you took away from this episode. It really helps me and keeps me going, providing free content for you. So thank you so much for doing that. Production, my intro was made by one of the greats in production land. His name is James Tyler. Thank you for my intro. And he used Beyonce's single ladies, Sorry Not Sorry by Demi Lovato. He used Dua Lipa, her song, New Rules, and also Truth Hurts by Lizzo. All right, that's all I got for you this episode. We will talk again on the next one.